never know where you're going if you don't look back. Hold it tight like a fist, forward fades to black. You got a relic, best to keep it true. A ticket to the past, it can bring you to. You got a relic, it come far and few. Remember what you do, it comes back on you. A relic, best to keep it true. A ticket to the past, it can bring you to. You got a relic, it come far and few. What's good, people? This is the Relic Podcast, and I'm Chad Snow. And thanks for listening. And on a side note, my dog is snoring and he's snoring loud. So if it picks up in the microphone, I apologize. I've hit stop a couple times during the recording and I'm done with that. Because I just like to hit play, record, and talk. I don't like getting sidetracked, so I'm just going to let him go. I'll, I'll post a picture of him. Because it is kind of cute, but he's got a loud snore. I'm going to be quiet once listening to this. That. You heard that? That's my dog. I love you, Solo. Keep sleeping, though. We're going back to like 1983, 84 on this one. And last week I talked about my mother and uh, some of the memories I had of her getting ready for school in the morning. And the impact it made on me. And I've also talked about the impact she's made on me as far as becoming a teacher. Well, there's another individual. There's a lot of individuals that have impacted me. But this one in particular I'm going to be talking about today is right up there. And I met him when I was in fifth grade. And he's been a part of my life ever since. He's been a friend. He's been a brother. He's been a father. He's been all those things rolled up into one. And he's always been there. Through every stage of my life, whether it's elementary to junior high, to being there for high school graduation and college graduation, and being there when my mom passed away, and being there for me in some of my darkest times, he's always been there. And not directly there, but he's always been there. So I can't talk about myself without talking about him. And people that know me, whether you know me well or not very well, there's a few things you know about me. Number one is my shoe game. I got a pretty nice shoe game. And without Gary... It wouldn't be like that. Another thing, my love of hip-hop. And you hear the intro to this podcast. This is me. Some of you that know me well have heard my music. Heard my beats, heard my lyrics, all that. Wouldn't have happened without Gary. He was the main influencer with all that. So again, we're talking about a little 11-year-old white kid from South Dakota running into and meeting, uh, I think, what what were you, Gary? You probably have to correct me on this one. I believe 22 or 23 when I met him. Black dude from Saginaw, Michigan. Total opposites. But we had a couple things in common. Well, one thing in common, we both loved basketball at that time. And that's how our paths first 
came to uh, intersected was through basketball. Um, I don't know what happened first, if I met him at the Y first or if I met him at a Northern State University basketball game first. I'm not sure which one, but that's how our paths started to cross. And for sure at the YMCA, because that was like my home away from home. I spent all my time at the YMCA if I wasn't in school. I'd get done with school, I'd go home, I'd take care of my homework, I would do whatever chores I had to do. And then my mom would take me into the YMCA and just drop me off and that's where I stayed until she came to pick me back up around eight o'clock, nine o'clock. I couldn't get enough of it. All I wanted to do was play basketball. So I'd work on my shot by myself usually because um, there weren't too many fifth graders that would spend that much time hooping it up. But that's what I like to do. Uh, and that's how I ran into uh, Gary. I almost said Eric. I got a name drop Eric again because he was probably there too because he spent a lot of time at the Y. But anyway, so Gary and I ran into each other and he would be playing, I would be playing, and then we sparked up a little friendship. But it, it was nothing more than just being at the YMCA shooting hoops together. And then one day, he uh, offered to give me a ride home. Instead of having my mom pick me up, he was like, I can just drop you off. But I knew I'd have to get my mom's permission because I didn't want her driving to come get me and me not being there. And plus... Like I said, my mom, just a single mom with two kids, she was pretty protective of us when it came to that stuff. So she wanted to, I wanted to make sure I was covering my bases. So I gave her a call and said, hey, mom, Gary's going to give me a ride home. And she's like, who's Gary? So I had to explain to her, well, she said, I need to meet him. Okay, mom. So we dri he drives me home and they meet. And the rest is history. He's basically part of the family from that point on. Uh, but I have to rewind a little bit because the drive home is what sticks in my head. The drive home in his car from the YMCA to my spot in north side of Aberdeen, you know, maybe a 10 minute drive. But what I heard in that car that day, that night, like, blew me away. Changed my life. It's a white car, too. I remember it was a white car, and it had this had the smell of vanilla. Had the little vanilla tree hanging from the, wind, uh, the, the rear view. And like I've said in other podcasts, some things just don't leave your head. Some memories, they fade. Some memories, they, they're blurry. This memory, it's stuck. He puts this tape in. And the first thing I hear is... It was a wrap. Game over. Like, what is that? Who is that? What am I listening to? Are you kidding me? 
But there was more, more songs. I mean, Grandmaster Flash and the Message, and we had then, you know, Curtis Blow and the Sugar Hill Gang, and the list goes on. I can't sit here and just name them all, but damn. I was hooked. And thank God for Gary. He like he loved it as much as I did. Well, he loved it more than me at the time because I didn't even know what the hell it was. But I just got hip-hop sunk its claws into me. And he gave me this tapes, made copies, you know, back in the day and make make copies. So I had like these copies of copies of copies of tapes, but they were mine. And back in 83, no one's listened to this stuff in Aberdeen, South Dakota. You can't go to Shopco or Pomida to find or Kmart and you can't go to the tape section and find this stuff. It's not there. So I had this little piece of something that was just, it was ours. Like I felt like it was like my little secret. And I was going to hold on to that, man. I listened to that nonstop. Put in my little, you know, headphones with the tape or my little boom box. You couldn't tell me anything after that. And thank, like I said, thank God to Gary because he kept feeding me with that stuff. And it was on after that. It was a wrap. So basketball and music. And not just hip-hop, but then R&B and, you know, all that. He was teaching me about that stuff, and I just couldn't get enough of it. But not only was he teaching me about basketball and hip-hop, he was teaching me about life. He was giving me something that I was not, I wasn't getting from a dad, because he wasn't around. So he was the one male role model well there was a couple but he was a big one that molded me he sunned me and you know when you say you got sunned by somebody that's not necessarily the most positive thing to say but I, I I can say that with with the utmost respect Gary sunned me with everything and he didn't have to he didn't have to at all. I was fit, like I said, I was fifth grade. He was 11 years older than I was. But we had a connection. And I don't know if he felt the responsibility to maybe, you know, give me that father figure that I didn't have. Or if it was just, I don't know. But all I do know is that it was natural. It was mutual. And I remember when he had to leave, he was going to try out for the, uh, I believe it was the Denver Nuggets, had a tryout or had to go play in a pro rank. Yeah, it was a tryout. And so he had to leave town. And it was in the summertime, I, I believe. And my, I was like heartbroken because we had basically been inseparable for two years, a year and a half. And he had to leave to, I mean, he finished college and he was going on to pursue his hoop dreams at the time. Uh, 
but we wrote letters. Not, 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 not text messaging, not, but real letters, paper to pen, pen to paper. And we'd correspond that way. And he would still send me tapes. And he would still instill knowledge on me. And he would still give me those messages of hope and messages of being better, working hard, being kind, treating my mom right, treating people right, holding yourself up high, not taking shit from anybody, but still treating people with respect. All those things I learned from Gary. How to dress, how to carry myself, how to keep myself clean, how to keep my shoes clean. I mean, the list goes on and on. It was Gary. That was him. So every time like I sit down in my little studio and I make music or I write lyrics or I make a beat, compose a song, that's him. That's where it started. Even, you know, I have a few people in my life that formed me into being a teacher. Mom being one of them. Gary being another one. Because that's what he was doing. And I gravitated towards that as well. His leadership. His ability to connect with people. No matter what color. Black, white, red, brown, you name it. He could make a connection with people because he was nice to them. Because he cared about them. Because he made a connection with them. I saw that. Now at a young age, I wasn't sure what that's called. I just saw this guy, a black man in a white town in the middle of nowhere that treated everybody like they were important. Even if those people weren't necessarily treating him the same way. And I know they weren't. When you're an outsider in a small town, I mean, it was 30,000, but that's a small town. And there's not a lot of people that look like him. You're going to get some looks. You're going to get some people that just don't like you, period. No matter what kind of chance you give yourself. But he taught me, it doesn't matter. You still, you still get to choose how you act. You still get to choose how you respond. And I respect the fact that as a young kid, when you don't have messages like that coming from male role models, I respect the fact and appreciate the fact that I had one to give that to me. Because who knows how I would have learned it. Or who knows what I would have learned had I not learned it from him first. And I think about that all the time. And even as a 48-year-old, you know, we're, we're past our prime when it comes to that. Like, being balders and going to the Y and stuff. But he's still teaching me stuff. I still use what he taught me.
to this day. I've screwed up in my life. I've hit some rock bottom moments. But Gary was there all the time for me. And he never let those things affect our friendship, affect affect our brotherhood. And all I needed was that confirmation from him that it's all good. And when you're an impressionable young kid looking for someone to give you that hope and give you that wisdom and give you that stability as a man, man to man, young man to man, it was priceless for me. And it always will be. And I thank him. I love him. And it amazes me that as I went on my teaching career and started to see kids in my same situation with a single mom or no mom or no dad and just needing someone to be there for them look up to and the importance of being that role model is and the importance of allowing someone to be heard is or being someone being able to have someone be seen because when you walk a path of not having a dad or not having a mom broken home situation sometimes you feel like you're not seen and you're not heard and the longer that goes on the more that can affect you especially in your early years and it did affect me it affected me until I was able to meet Gary and have him there The importance of that was, again, priceless is the only word I can really use right now. So Gary, I know you're going to listen to this because I'll, once I'm done hitting uh, hitting stop on the record button, I'll let you know. And I know he knows how important he is to me. And always will be. And where I'm at now, he had a large part to do with it. And I'm happy for the fact that we still remain brothers to this day. And always will. And never take for granted those friendships that you have with other people. If you have those few people that you hold to your heart that you know are always going to be there. Very important stuff. They're few and far between. Now I'm lucky enough to have a handful of them and Gary being one of them. And Gary going back 37 years being the main one. I appreciate you. I love you. And thank you all for listening.
and uh, find that friend. And if you have a chance, thank them. And if you have a chance to give them a hug, give them a hug. Do both. Because uh, time is short. Appreciate it. Have a great rest of the day. I'm out. You never know where you're going if you don't look back. Hold it tight like a fist for it turns to black. You got a relic.